Coming in hot with the Thundercast today, I'm Christian Esparza. Joining me is Parker Haney. Both men's and women's basketball here at SEU are currently riding a four-game win streak. But more importantly, they have both started off 2-0 in Big Sky Conference play. Huge games for both teams this week, with the women taking on the University of Colorado on Tuesday and the men hosting Utah Valley University on Wednesday. Parker, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I think I am surprised that both teams are 2-0 in conference. I think that they were two really good wins for both teams. Um, but I am slightly surprised. So I guess pleasantly surprised is, is a better term. And, yeah, both of them riding four-game win streaks, going into two more games of non-conference, or I guess there's a few more than that. But, you know, the random two games of conference in the preseason before we fully – uh, hit the conference schedule, but um, yeah, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised and and excited for both of the non-conference games, the women's on Tuesday and the men's on Wednesday. Yeah, we mentioned those, and then I mean, women do play uh, Life Pacific at home again on Thursday, and then men play Saint Catherine Saturday at home. But of course, the the big games that we're here to talk about are. Colorado and UVU for the men, uh, women and men, respectively, because those are huge games. And yeah, for women, I mean, I believe it's the first two and zero start uh, they've had since they joined the Big Sky, so that's awesome. Um, they also had another first; they beat Idaho for the first time since 1996. Yeah. Women's basketball had not beat Idaho in over what is that, 25 years? Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, last week they picked up wins over Eastern Washington and then, like I said, Idaho. Um, it's just crazy to me how similar those games played out, though. So long story short, SU led the whole game by you know a pretty comfortable lead. Then the opponent came out and went on a on a run, basically late in the third, to close the gap within five or less points. And then there was a timeout. Thunderbirds pulled away later in the fourth for a win, and that happened both Thursday and Saturday. So a little worrying there, but. A win is a win, and that's that's always happy to see. Yeah, 100%. Um, but they are definitely going to have their hands full um, on Tuesday. Another thing I really, really liked, um, well, I guess the first big thing I liked, is that Thursday and Saturday's wins really showed off the small ball lineup that Coach Tracy Sanders has been working towards. Um, yeah, Sh- Sharita been figuring it out. Oh, yeah, not just Sharita, but the whole team. So, Thursday, they shot 37% from three. And then Saturday, they shot a whopping 52%. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you mentioned Sharita Doherty, 18 against Eastern Washington, and then a career high, 26 against Idaho. And it's just awesome because, I mean, we've been talking our past couple episodes about they need to find that off a dog. They need to have that. Basically, Sharita balling out is exactly what they've been waiting for. I mean, she's finding that alpha dog player, that go-to player that they have needed. Uh, her leadership has shown up, I mean, over the last two games, at least on the floor, and it's it's made a huge difference for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing that I love, like you were saying, with, with the three ball is they're finally just committing to it. They're finally just chucking them up there, which is what I said we were going to have to do if we wanted to be successful, you know, and I, I figured that the that the – I guess the rest of the numbers would follow if we just – you know, took the chances and, and actually shot them. And I, you know, see that ringing true. I'm excited for um, 
I'm excited to see what happens against Colorado. I think that it's going to be obviously a huge test. Colorado is ranked 25th in the nation. Um, they're 8-0 and and are just an absolute force, and it's going to be it's going to be a tough, tough game. And I, I'm not expecting a win by any means, but I am excited to see how much they are willing to fight, you know, what what this team is really made of, right? Because they know they're an underdog. So they're going to come in and just keel over, right, as soon as they get down 10, or are they going to, you know, be be dogs and put up a fight the whole game? I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested to see that. I mean, ideally, I was at the UNLV game. They went down there. It was a pretty ugly loss, and it looked bad. And, like, my outlook for the season was like, oh, my gosh. Like, are they going to be this bad all season? Yeah. And then over Thanksgiving break, you know, they had the huge win over SAGU, uh, and then they had another big win against UTRGV, and then, uh, yeah, Eastern Washington, then Idaho. All of a sudden we're on a four-game win streak. And like you said, I mean, Colorado – Pac-12 opponent, coached by former SU head coach J.R. Payne. Like, it is a big deal, a very, very big game. And, I mean, yeah, I'm not expecting to come out here and win, but I am very curious to see if they come out and they're at least competitive. Um, I think to do that, like you said, they're going to need to have a great shooting night, and they're not going to come out and shoot 52% from three because that's ridiculous. That was, like, that was insane. That was an outlier. But, I mean – there's no reason why they shouldn't come out and shoot 35 or 40%. I mean, they, totally. they've got a ton of three-point shooters like De La Bellina. I mean, Maddie Eaton, Sam Johnston, Natalia Otka, Missouri. It goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Like, they are very deep with their shooters. And even Sharita Doherty, she's, uh, her three-point numbers have dropped a bit this year. But last year, she was hitting 37%. So it's like... They can do this. And yeah, I, and that number will get back to where it needs to be. Exactly. She'll always shoot her average, maybe a little more, little less, but you know that number's going to climb from what it's at now. Yeah, she should be hitting a third of her threes, at yeah. least. But um, talking about Colorado, though, let's talk a little bit more about them. Um, J.R. Payne, she coached here at SEU from 2009 to 2014. Five seasons, she led SEU to two winning seasons, but one of those was a record 23-10 and 10 season. Uh, that season, they also won the Big Sky regular season championship. Current assistant coach for SEU, Haley Mandelko, she was on that team. She was a first-team All-Big Sky player. So, I mean, J.R. JR Payne is huge here in Cedar. She was, like, the first coach to bring success to women's basketball, and that's awesome. And she's obviously the big reason why they even – had this game scheduled, but Colorado, like you said, top 25 ranked team. Uh, the big thing is their defense. They are allowing 50 points per game. Yeah. And, I mean, meanwhile, SEU is averaging 74. That's got a huge boost from the 120 points against uh, SAGU, but that's going to be the big thing is scoring on this team. Yeah, and it's it's definitely not going to come easy, and I think that's why I – I think a huge key is going to be Sharita driving to the basket. Mm. I think that that they're going to have to get some girls in foul trouble, and then Sharita's going to have to knock down foul shots. Anytime I, you know, I think you're playing a bigger team like this, or you have, you know, you're you're a you're a big big time underdog. I don't know what the spread is exactly. I'd imagine it's at least ten points though. 
anytime you're an underdog like that, the way you do it is you get to the stripe, right? You try and get free points. You try and get the other team out of their rhythm. And I think that's got to be emphasized um, for this team if they want to have a chance at winning this ball game. because you're absolutely right. I mean, Colorado just – they don't allow points. 49.8 yeah. points per game is just – is nothing. And they're only averaging 68.3. But, you know, they don't need to come out and score – yeah. 75 80 when they're holding opponents to 50 right like that's that's huge that's a really low number um in at the at the college level for any men's or women's yeah i mean i was gonna say like their offense really i was looking over i mean it's not spectacular obviously they are a yeah they're, they're, team, i so mean they're leading their leading score is only 13.9 a game right yeah and i think she's definitely going to be a handful maya hollingshead um but you know it's not like it's not like they come out and average 80 a game. Yeah, it's not like they have that one girl who's putting up 24 a game and, right. and could potentially go for 35 on you, right? Like, scoring is going to be pretty reasonable. We, it's just going to be tough sledding on the offensive side. And going back to what you said about Sharita, too, um, another thing I want to touch on is that's another advantage that small ball kind of gives you. Um, you always think about shooting the three and stuff, but in reality, when you can space the floor like that, have four players around the perimeter, then Lizzie Williamson in the paint, that does wonders when you have somebody like Sharita who thrives in uh, at drawing fouls in the paint. Yeah, and, and gives her a lot of lanes, right? Yeah, the, the paint she gets just those driving clogged. lanes. And that's what happened against Eastern Washington. I mean, she was two of ten from the floor yeah. on Thursday night, but yeah. when they needed points, she just started – driving into the paint towards the basket, taking those hits, getting the free throw line. She shot 18 of 18 free throws that night. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And then uh, Saturday, she only missed one. I don't know how many, <clears throat> how many total she shot, but she's missed one free throw in the last two games. Yeah. So she's that's definitely going to be Which huge. Which is and, and And Lizzie Williamson has gotten a lot better at also if her, if her girl does leave to go help on Rita, you know, Lizzie Williamson has gotten a lot better at finishing or at least drawing contact right oh, yeah. and getting to the line. I think that UTRGB game was huge for her and built a lot of confidence and, and helped her out there. Um, I wrote a like a preview for this game. You can go find it on SEU News Twitter. Oh, but sh <laughs> shameless plug for Christian. Um, another thing I wrote, too, on there was Idaho game as an example. They have a, a big post player, Beyonce B. Mm -hmm. And she put up, I think, like 24 or 27. And you know what? That's fine. Like, if you, if they have a really good post player, let them get their work done. Obviously, don't let them just do whatever the heck they want to do. But, like, I'm not, I'm not afraid to give up 24 points to a player if the rest of the team is not going to shoot very good from three. And that's, yeah. that's how they won against Idaho. Yeah, Beyonce B had 24. Um, Luis Forsyth had 15, and then everybody else was under 10 points, right? Right. So and only four other girls even scored. So it's going to be I, – I completely agree. And this and this girl that I was just looking at, my Hollings, Hollingshead, she's a 6-3 forward um, and, and will shoot the three, but kind of seems like the slasher type. Unfortunately, I haven't seen any film on her. I probably need to. But, um, you know, she's just – I agree with you. Let her get hers, right? Like, yeah. I'm okay with it. And then close out to everybody else. So, actually, just real quick, Maya Hollingshead is shooting 38% from three, and then the other four starters are 22, 30, 22, 
and then they have one girl who's shooting 50 on only eight attempts, right? So clearly not the best three-point shooting team. So it's a winnable game. They're not going to outshoot you. It's like we've been saying this whole time. Offensively, we can match them. It's just going to be, you know, going and scoring against this tough defense. Yeah, and, I mean, defensively, having all those guards around the perimeter, I mean, Sam Johnson's got those long arms. She gets up and bugs three-point shooters. Natalia, she's feisty. She gets up right in players' faces and bugs the heck out of them, pokes the ball out of bounds. She's just frustrating uh, in a good way, I mean – but yeah, that's that's what you're gonna need. So uh, on the men's though, they have had a long road trip that saw them go four and three overall in seven games. Uh, they won their bracket in the Rocket Mortgage for Myers tip off. We talked about that last week, but conference play started, so they essentially reset. You know, it's it's conference play. It's a like you said, the beginning of the the middle part of the season. Yeah, all that matters right now is they're two and zero in Big Sky. Dre Marine, he picked his play way back up after having a little slump there, but uh, he led the Thunderbirds in scoring in both of their conference wins. I believe he had, like, what, 28 on Saturday? Yeah, 28 uh, against Eastern Washington, so that was the Thursday game, um, and went 5 of 10 from 3, 9 of 16 from the field, um, super efficient. Played all 40 minutes, though, um, which is definitely something that, you know, needs to be taken into consideration. And then, yeah, on Saturday against Idaho, led the team again with 19 points, 3 of 7 from 3, 7 of 14 from the field. Uh, you know, another really efficient night and and has played really well. I mean, it, I this almost feels a little blasphemous just with how good Chris Paul is, but you watch him play and it's a very similar style. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's he's like – Because he's not just settling anymore. I felt yeah. like – I felt like for – a long time he was just a three ball kind of guy he would still be a point guard right but the only way that he would score was from the three now he's shooting all kinds of mid-range jumpers he's dribbling baseline stepping back like trying to get to the rim and getting fouled he's he's doing a lot of really good things and I I don't know I mean we didn't it's not like we overlooked him at the beginning of the season like doing a season preview but I think he's going to be so much more important than than how much we talked about it right we talked about Tevin John and that was pretty much it. Like, those were the two key pieces. I think Dre's the most important player on this team. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we talk about – we compare John to Russell Westbrook all the time. So, yeah. we, can, we can compare Dre to Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a mid-major school. It's fine. But, <laughs> no, for real, I totally agree. Like, there's a noticeable difference when Dre Marine is firing uh, not just his passes, not just his shots, but on all cylinders, like – that's what made the Thunderbirds so good last year is Dre was excellent at his job, and he did it. And sometimes it's not a glorious job. Sometimes John gets all the praise. Tev gets all the praise. But really, like, uh, Dre is the oil that makes the machine run. Yeah. Um, another yep. thing I want to point out is Tev had 20 minutes in both of those games. Meanwhile, Dre played all 40 minutes. John played all 40 minutes in one of the games. Yeah, so both of them played all 40 minutes against Eastern and then against Idaho. Dre played 39 and John played 32. But again, Tev only played 20. And he's not, he's not playing crunch time either. Yeah. But his game against Idaho was a phenomenal Tevian performance. Oh, yeah. He was he, 7 of 16, 2 of 7 from 3, 1 of 2 from the stripe, and had 17 points. Like It was just interesting to see him play only 20 minutes, especially a close game. Yeah, totally. And And – I think it goes to what we were saying about um, Todd doesn't really know what his lineup is right now. 
Yeah. Right? He doesn't know who he wants. I don't care who starts the game. Like, yeah. starting lineups don't matter. I want to know who's playing the last four minutes of the game. Because that's who Todd trusts. Yeah, because that's that's what matters. Yeah. And oftentimes it'll change throughout. You know, it'll be different every game, depending. But it's been interesting that the two conference wins that we have, Tev wasn't on the floor in the final four minutes of the game. And yeah. that takes guts, right? He's the, he's the preseason Big Sky Player of the Year. Right. And Todd mm -hmm. says first team all big sky last yeah, year. You know, I don't think that we can win with you on the floor at the end of the game. That's not a knock on Tev. That's just you're not the type of player that we need in the game right now yeah. to win. Well, and it's interesting because like at first I was like, oh, maybe he's just saving him for UVU. But then it's like, why John get 40 or why Dre get 40 then 39? Yeah. Why totally. is John getting 32 minutes? Like, so it's clear that it, I don't know. I don't know. There's a, the, I guess there's just stuff that we don't know, not being able to go to a practice in a while. Yeah. But the, the, the one thing that, that, uh, I feel really good about is I just really trust Todd. Oh yeah. And I really believe that he's going to coach this team. And, and I just think that he's going to understand who the best players are. Right. So he knows who he needs to have on the floor when he needs to have him on the floor. It's mm. just taking him a second to get there because he's never had a team where he could be starting 10 different guys. Literally. Literally. D Barnes, I think, got just a few minutes against Idaho. He didn't even play against Idaho. He didn't play against Idaho. And he then he got, he got a few floor, minutes yeah, against Eastern minutes Washington against and had, I don't think, any stats. Yeah. And he, he, could easily be a starter anywhere else on, in the Big Sky. Yeah, on many other teams in the Big Sky. So it's 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 hard to figure out, and it's new territory for Todd because he's never had ten players that are this good, and he's just he's just trying to figure out what his roster actually is and what his lineups really need to be. Also, Mason is unreal at basketball. I'm just looking. <laughs> I just barely this stat jumped out to me. I'm looking at the Idaho line uh, in 35 minutes. He had 15 and 10, um, seven offensive rebounds, only three defensive rebounds. <laughs> well, that's just like what we're talking Like we're talking about Dre, then we're like, oh yeah, John and Ted, and then it's like, oh shoot, Mason too. Like, yeah, holy hell. And then you can go to Harry's line, <laughs> and then Nick Fleming was oh phenomenal. Nick we Fleming played crunch. Harry's dunk. Oh my, <laughs> Man, we should have led the pod with that. I know. I wish that we could have like a a clip of it. But yeah, for if you it. haven't seen it, go look it up. It's you'll be able to find it. Just go to Sut Birds uh, Instagram or Twitter or Harry's Instagram or Harry's read Instagram. the comments too. It's funny. Yeah, he tagged the guy <laughs> that he posted multiple times. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's the point, right? Is we just we've already been talking about the men's basketball team for ten minutes and haven't even mentioned Mason, Spurgeon, Harrison, Moody. Right, like all of these guys that are so good and so instrumental to the team, yeah. and we haven't even mentioned them yet. So now imagine how it would feel to be a head coach, and you're trying to figure out who you need to play and who needs to be on the floor. It's it's just a tough situation for Todd to be in, and I trust him to figure it out. I really do. I think that I think that he's going to get there. Well, and definitely it makes me feel better knowing. I mean, like it's still very very early in the season oh it's it's only yeah what seven games in eight yeah games we're in. seven eight games in so it's like i'm not expecting things to be figured out right now yeah i'm not expecting the team to be firing full power right now i do trust that i mean in a month they're going to be looking good but i do want to bring up i am a little bit worried that they only beat idaho by what five six points yeah, 
So six-point win against Idaho. This same Idaho team lost to UVU, who we play on Wednesday, by almost 40 points. Yeah, they're only one and seven on the year for Idaho. But I but I think that, that still can be – right, that concern can still be solved by what I was just talking about in yeah. that – I don't know, maybe Todd knew that we were the better team and was playing with the lineup throughout the whole thing, right? Mm. Maybe he was having random guys on the floor. I watched pretty much the whole game, and I did. I guess I didn't really notice anything super interesting, but right, maybe he's testing what it's like to have Tev off the floor in crunch time. Who knows? That's maybe true. Tev's on the floor, and then we win by 15 Or 20. maybe there could be behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't know. Maybe Tev got in trouble or something, or maybe he's hurt, or, you know, yeah, who totally. knows? I think it could be any number of things. I just – I. I do think there is reason for concern, and I, I'm definitely with you on that. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I, I guess, yeah, I just to be I fair, trust Todd it Simon. was the last game in a seven-game road stretch. Yeah, and a that was long freaking road difficult. trip. It was almost there were, a month. There were, yeah, for you guys to understand this, it was literally just under a month. I think they were on the road for like 29 days or something well, like that. Well, they came. They had one practice at home, right? Was it one or two? There were three practices three at practices home. Three practices at home. And that's it. And then they were gone for the rest of the month, either yeah. on the road, in hotels, practicing in different stadiums, different arenas, and, and then playing hard. on the road. Jumping that's around totally time hard. zones around literally the country. They went from California to Florida, back here, yeah. up to Idaho. Like, Not to mention, all the while, I mean, finals week is this week. You know, yeah. like <laughs> they're still student athletes, right? Right. I'm not saying that all of them are necessarily stressing about school, but it's still a thought, right? And they're still missing their families. There's still any number of things like – is going on in in such a long road stretch, and now we finally have a couple home games here in a row. And I'm, you know, we still haven't lost at home for what is it twenty games in a row now? Eighteen. I think it's we won fourteen last year. Oh, so, we're so 15. fifteen counting Bethesda. Um, speaking of that, though, to wrap things up, like I'm super pumped. I mean, our student section, I'd say, was what eighty eighty five percent full against Bethesda and there's no reason it shouldn't be at capacity against UVU. Like this is a huge game. Yeah, I'm so excited. I UVU's hope that UVU's rolling. Yeah, I hope that people that people come out. And, and I hope that we don't lose by thirty because I'd be so sad. Yeah, I mean they're a very good team. They're seven and one. They beat BYU. Like it's huge. They beat BYU and their big man looks Yeah awesome. I was I hope I pronounce his name right. It's Farda Almak, I think. I think it's I know there's an S at the end. It might be silent. Fardaz Armak. Yeah, Fardaz. I think it's Amac. He's averaging <laughs> whatever his name is. Sorry. Yeah, we uh, apologize. Mr. Armak. Amac. <laughs> he's averaging 20 points a game, and he's a center. So I, I'm very, and very – if there's anywhere that we're weak, it's – It's in the paint. In the paint. And we – Oh, my gosh. He's averaging 20 and 15. On top of, like, 30 minutes a game. So, yeah, he is a very, very, very good basketball player. We need student support to come out Wednesday night against UVU. We need to rip AMAC apart. Yeah. I want you to call him every wrong name in the book. Not <laughs> vulgar name. Just don't call him by his real name <laughs> because we don't know it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's an absolute stud, and he's a beast, and it's going to be really hard to – figure out Spurge and Malik are going to need the best defensive games of their career up to this point. You want to know, you want to know what I actually think is going to happen? What? I think Mason's going to guard him for a long time. I would bet too. I mean, shoot. 
So I don't. Mason's not going to get any blocks on him, but Mason's so annoying. No, that's he what makes you need. every post touch so difficult. He doesn't yeah. ever let anybody get position. I think that Maze is gonna is gonna guard Amac for a long time. He's Amac is what six ten, and Maze is I think six five, six seven maybe. Six eleven center, two forty five. From British Columbia. That's unreal. So I mean, yeah, it's gonna be a great game. Nonetheless, it's gonna be a hard game. It really, really could go either way. Um, but yeah, the Thunderbirds need yeah. your support Real Tuesday quick, night and Wednesday. Everybody night. knows how. I guess not everybody. BYU is doing really well. Their basketball team has looked really good against BYU, and they have, I think, two or three pretty good bigs. AMAC had 24 and 22. 24 points, 22 rebounds in 44 minutes. And he was 7 of 19, which is efficient. Parker, you're going to scare everybody away. (laughs) So come out because we have to rip this man apart. We need you. He's going to remember when he played at SEU. That's what matters. (laughs) So you better get off your butt. I know finals week is coming up. I know you got stuff to do, but guess what? It's your duty as a student to come out and go to these basketball games, especially uh, when we need you like this one. So hopefully you show up. Uh, We'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, And this is the Thundercast. Thanks for listening.